Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping the Keg podcast, episode 456. Mitch, on the other side of the Zoom, Charlie here with you. Uh, we got a good show today. We're going to talk about importance rankings for your Milwaukee Brewers, get you ready for the season. What matters this season? What doesn't matter this season? What might people be overreacting to? What might people not even be talking about that they should? We'll talk about that all. We're going to talk about if it's championship or bust for the Milwaukee Bucks this season. We will also end with what would make Packer fans melt their computers if the draft turns out a certain way on Thursday night. Playing into Mitch's strengths there, as someone who has admitted to wanting to watch the world burn when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, we have to do it there. Um, you can find him on Twitter and Instagram, Mitch Ross MKE. What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm, I'm well. Watching the uh, taking in some NBA action this evening. There you go. Um, you know, as we pod, or you got the Nets and Knicks, and you got the Bulls and Celtics, and just you know, it's the uh, the final week of the regular season in the NBA, so it's time to separate the men from the boys. And uh, yeah, and then you have opening day. It's just. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great, great month. I mean, yeah. sports is kind of uh, not a, I mean, not, a, not a golf guy, but you forget that the Masters is also this weekend starts today and right. uh, will right. be great. Got that. So we've it's, had, I, I mean, you've really you've had you've had one one good month in the books now, basically since the middle of March with you know the conference tournaments and then the big tournament starts, and that rolls into NBA playoffs and the Masters and opening day and. Um, I mean, we didn't think we'd have opening day probably, you know, uh, six weeks ago. Right. And... Yeah. It was looking <laughs> like we weren't going to start baseball till May. And I think a lot of people would be sad if baseball was starting in May. Now the weather is going to be complete shit all over across the United States. A lot of games have been postponed. The Brewers are actually going to be leading us off against the Chicago Cubs for the entire season. So all eyes will be on the Brewers. I'm sure Burns will get shelled for five runs and, you know, away we go. But yep. regardless, it's good to have baseball back. And, yeah, I've made, I've had a take out there. I think it was on a podcast or a Friday show or something about how, like, non-football Sundays are actually okay. Like, you can get through it. There are some that lag on. Like, But as long as you have a good golf tournament or the Brewers are facing a good opponent, you have a good baseball team, like, you can make it until the the football season starts and basketball for that matter too. If you have a team competitively in the playoffs, you're going to be doing Sunday games until really middle of June. So there's only that, like that in between of June to August where you have to kind of survive without anything. Yeah. And I mean, even those Sundays are good for baseball. I mean, yeah. And I mean, it's, doesn't start till one o'clock if you know you can kind of work off your hangover if you're still going out and you know razzing out the town and it, it's not like it's a immediate start you know what i mean either so like football i feel like is so like have to get everything ready you got your fantasy you got your bets in and it's like a, a whole ordeal versus just like all right yeah maybe you gamble a little bit on baseball but you're not spending the same time or you check your fantasy lineups but you're not spending the same amount of time as you do with football on a day-to-day basis right it's yeah it's just a nice usually a nice like futon day oh yeah the game on in the background and yeah napping it out so we're playing the cubs tomorrow brewers are bucks are playing the celtics if you could it's been a big week of like the internet trend has been like you can cancel something like a lot of foods have been canceled a lot of movies have been canceled if, like, you could cancel a fan base, like, who are you? And you're like, I just – we don't have to deal with them anymore. Would you cancel anybody, or do you like the rivalry? Do you like the, you know, piss and vinegar of it all? I, I love the rivalry. I would I would never never you want that bathe, to go anywhere. You bathe in it. Yeah, actually, that's true. That's true. Like, if you, I guess the only fan base that's canceled – that is worth canceling is the St. Louis Cardinals. Even though that rivalry is fun, Cardinals fans are such pricks that like online their online persona is basically Duke fans. Like I I I want nothing to do with the Cardinals. Um, I would cancel the Cardinals fans immediately. Um, even though I like the rivalry. Um, also good guy Albert Pujols, you know, divorcing his wife, 
five days after a brain tumor, which really feels like a cardinal way. Um, but yeah, that would be the only <laughs> only fan base that maybe I would consider it for. The Cubs rivalry is too fun. The Vikings rivalry is too fun. The Sixers rivalry is a blast, as well as the Celtics rivalry, which I think exists a little bit. I don't know if we're it's a little different now that you have different players at the table, but it's uh it's definitely it could definitely get there with one seven game series this year. Yeah. I guess I don't disagree about the Cardinals fans. Um, Cubs fans are obnoxious, I suppose, especially the ones that come to Milwaukee. The Kenosha um, Cubs, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, if I could cancel a section of Cubs fans, maybe the ones that come to to AmFam for sure. But yeah, yeah, that's those guys can fuck off. Same with the Bulls fans too that come up. Like, they you know it's so funny. The Bulls fans were like, "Oh, we we like." sold out your stadium like you guys just won a championship and some guys like my dad got 700 dollars for his tickets from some bulls fans uh we're fine like you know what i mean like you guys want to see this dusty ass basketball team go ahead that's your choice but this is not an indication of the fan base yeah yeah i mean i could i could say some really mean things but i'll uh i'll let us move on yeah that for sure well, the, as we mentioned, Major League Baseball does start on today, and it's going to go on for then 162, and we'll have a champion. Some people are picking the Brewers to win the World Series. Some people are putting the Brewers in the World Series, which is crazy. Um, and I talked about that on Tuesday's show about living up to the hype because I was kind of caught off guard when I saw the Brewers as the number four team in baseball, according to one power rankings. So I guess Mitch, so you were the, you were you were surprised by that. I didn't, yeah, I, you, I, I, I saw some of your reaction and I didn't know if that was like, I didn't know if you were offended. I mean, no, 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 I mean, no, no, not I, offended. Like the, no, no, not offended. Not one bit. I was more surprised. Where did you expect him to be? I don't know. I, I, like I kind of expect, no, like <laughs> I expected the Braves to be higher than us. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like my, like, I would say if I have like one strong baseball take, it's that like, Matt Olson's going to have such a better season than Freddie Freeman. And the fans are going to forget about Freddie Freeman by like June 1st. That's... Yeah. I mean, they might, I mean, Matt Olson's really fucking good and yeah. put on the A's for the last eight years. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, or whatever it's been and probably not even that long, five years. No, no, no. Yeah. And um, so people just don't realize how good he is. Just like Matt Chapman. I mean, yeah. Yeah, those two one. dudes were, were absolute beasts. It's like, the A's, and I, I don't really want to get off on a tangent here, but I will. It's like they, the A's always it, – it's it's the the way they run their team that mm-hmm. they never extend anyone. They never – they have some of the worst ownership in sports. And, um, you know, it, it – they all – but they always have good players, and now they end up training them. But they always have guys that are just really good and, and you know, but they're not household names. And now – you know, Matt Olson goes to where he's, he's from Georgia. So yeah. he'll probably um, fit right in, you know, and uh, yeah, the Braves are, the Braves are good. Um, I don't know about their pitching, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, yeah, it, it didn't seem to matter last year. No, it didn't. They play in a kind of a band box too. So do you think that the Brewers being sort of the lone wolf, we talked about it a little bit, but like where, how important, I guess, do you find the, the hype? Since I've I've obviously given, you know, my answer, but what do you what do you kind of feel like, you know, in terms of importance? Do you think that like will matter to the Brewers, or do you think they'll kind of shrug it off? Uh I mean, they're pretty they're a pretty veteran team. I feel like, or at least the last, you know, that they've had some expectations the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I don't really expect that to be. You know, I, I think they're ready for it. You know, they're they're. I think they're ready for um, the next step, whatever that might be. I mean, at least maybe get to the World Series, or mm-hmm. um, at least the uh, uh, the National League NLCS um, with this current group. Because you know, I, I think that they were very disappointed, and I would hope they were very disappointed with how last year went. Um, they had the uh, you know, a great regular season last year. They won, I don't even know now, 97 games. 97. Maybe. Did they, did they, yeah. Yeah. 97. So, 
they got the that's the franchise record right mm-hmm. yeah they got it so um and then they basically piddled out in the first round to the eventual champions but um i just yeah i think i don't expect the hype to affect them i think that they're there's some guys in that clubhouse that embrace that stuff. I think of Willie Adamas right away, mm-hmm. um, type of guy that I think enjoys the um, excitement or the extra pressure that comes yeah. along with. Yeah, I mean maybe pressure, but the extra just mm-hmm. extra eyeballs that are going to yeah, come to for sure to to this team this season. Um, but you know, I I, I think that. And like you, and then you add McCutcheon too, who's like kind of now like the old guy. I mean, yeah. in a way, I mean, it's been it's weird to say he's probably what 10 years in, maybe more, maybe more. Um, yeah, maybe he's 12. old, he's the oldest guy in that team. He's 35, he's the oldest one by far. Um, yeah, it's yeah. oh well, so, it's him and Lorenzo Kane are the two guys, so it's those two guys are, are your, your oldies, if you will. So I seriously think that they have like a really good, and I, I guess I have to see a few games, but I just, it just seems like on paper, they have a really good mix of, yeah, of dudes. Um, especially some of the guys they've added, uh-huh. you know, I mean, that Jackie Bradley trade is amazing. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how you get anything for Jackie Bradley Jr., let alone a guy who hit, who did, had probably a better season than Avi Garcia last year. Yeah. To replace him. Yeah, you basically upgraded your defense with Runfro, and you have the same kind of power that Avi was giving you, and maybe more. And that's that's really something. How important do you think the DH is to you know the Brewers' success as a pitching staff? Do you feel like that's going to like tick Corbin Burns and Peralta and Woodruff down a notch, or do you think it's not going to matter that much? Hmm. Well, they don't. They don't have to go uh, grab a bat. Yes. twice a game. Right. Yeah, that's a great. It's a great pivot. But I know that, like, kind of the the pinhead take is those guys like to hit. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't know if that matters. Yeah. I don't think, yeah. I, I don't think that's going to affect them on the mound. I think if anything, it helps them to not have to worry about running the bases and, you know. Uh, standing in there for four pitches or whatever. I, yeah, that, I I mean, I think. So, so let me ask you, so let me ask you this differently then. Do you think that Craig council will change his philosophy about like going three, going through that order three times? Or do you think that council will extend guys as we get deeper into the season, maybe not first Mm. two, two months, do you think some of that philosophy starts changing now that there's DH in there? I don't. I think that that's, that's not going to matter. I think that they're so an- analytically driven, just I like know. pretty much every every team in baseball, that they do not want that starter to go the third time through. Right. Um, they just I, – I don't see that changing. I mean, you wish it would, but it, it doesn't even change in the playoffs anymore. It gets worse in the playoffs. No, yeah, it gets – it's a disaster in the playoffs. Good luck figuring out who's going to pitch at least four innings. Cause it really, if they get into one little bit of trouble, it's like, we're, you're yeah. out, you know, it's like the fresh Prince songs. Like, Mom got, I got one little trouble and that's <laughs> it. It's like, you're gone. It's like, that's it. We're done. We're not, we don't even get a second chance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would be surprised if it changes council. I think there will be moments where it'll be like, wow, if we just were facing a pitcher, like, this wouldn't have happened, but I don't, I think they're going to be few and far between few and far between. I think it more matters. Like how do you structure your lineup? You know, if a team is adding a DH and basically they're good from one through six, like how does that affect your, who you're bringing out in the bullpen? Like that's, that to me is, is one, one of the things I thought about that was, I don't think it's that important anymore is kind of worrying about Josh Hader. I realize that closers are weird birds. I realize that it could come back to bite me, but Josh Hader's fucking nails. I don't worry about Josh Hader much anymore. Even if he goes in a cold streak and I agree game one is as important as game one sixty two. but I also kind of know Josh Hader will fix it and figure this shit out. 
he goes, if he does that, it's like a three or four week thing. It sucks. We hate it. We all feel it. But like credit to council, like he lets him kind of ride it out. So I don't really worry too much about Josh Hayden. Thoughts? No. Uh, why? Why? Is, is he had a bad spring? No, no, not as bad spring. I'm just saying if we're doing importance ranking, we're thinking about what matters, what doesn't. Like, I don't know if Josh Hayden – You just like, mean like are you worried about him not being yeah. – not flaming out as a – oh, I, I don't or worry getting, about him at all. Or getting hurt. Like, I mean, he could get hurt, but like – Well – you know, anybody, anybody can, can get hurt. hurt. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, you know? I mean, he's done it long enough that I'm, I am not, not worried about him at all. Is, you know, what did he have a, a bad second half a couple of years ago of a season? Yeah. And, and yeah, it, was it wasn't even that bad. I think it was, it was probably 19. No. Yeah. No, I think it was the year after they found all the racist tweets. Was it? Yeah. It was 2019, but wasn't it after the racist tweets and everything? Or was that after 2018? I made it in 2018. I can't remember. I'm, I'm not sure, but no, I, I know no. that. I, I mean, I remember vividly having podcasts with you about um, Josh Hader, and but I I blamed Grandal. Oh yeah. Part. And once he left, then Hader kind of kind of returned to form, and you know he's done it. God, he's dude's been underpaid for I don't know how many years now. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried about him at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. And, and if not, I mean, you've got guys who have experience or, you know, on Boxberger who hopefully is, you know, can continue what he did last year. I mean, that's a guy where you worry. I mean, yeah. he's, a, he's a big re- regression candidate. Totally. Um, but, you know, offensive, I mean, I don't know if they, I don't know. I guess, have we really done that? Our regression candidates? I, I don't know. I mean, Offensively, I feel like they all were so yeah. uh, not they, bad. Well, but like, well, let's I mean, let's stick let's stick on the Boxberger topic real quick because, like, I do think like if you're saying what's important, it's kind of important that they figure out the middle the middle kind of the middle relief. Middle relief yeah. is always a fucking adventure. It it yeah. never gets solved in the first day of the season, um, but. None of those guys, like besides maybe Jake Cousins, give me a ton of confidence. Yandel Gustav has some nice stuff, but he's kind of wild. Brent Suter, it Brent Suter has entered into like Casey McGee world for me, where I feel like he's kind of a media prop at this point. Like yeah. I think Brent Suter is still good, but I don't think he's as yeah. good as people make him out to be. Yeah, he's. I don't feel terrible when he's out there. No, I mean, no, no. But I, I agree. Like he's 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 viewed as like an untouchable. But really, it's like he could probably get released tomorrow, and I don't think that the team would would notice, you know, or fans would really notice after a couple of weeks. Right. Um, like, for example, I mean, if if he did get released, I, I don't really want to see it. But you know, would anybody be crying for God? We really could use Brent Suter that game. No, yeah, probably no, not. No. And like so, they also, you know, they signed Luis Urena, who like I love gambling against that guy, which Ed never makes you feel good when you get I think a pitcher. It's Ho- Jose, Jose. Oh, thinking? I'm literally looking at it. I yes, it's Jose Urena. You're right. Um, I love gambling against that guy, and so now that he's on the Brewers, that's kind of that's a bad sign. It's never a good thing. I realize he's a sinker baller, but man, does he suck against left-handers? Just awful awful splits against left-handers not a just gets absolutely eaten up by by left-handed pitch left-handed hitting all right all right we get it <laughs> what i'm sorry i just it's he's not good well that but, well, but, okay i mean i it, it, i don't even is he gonna he's on no, the roster I don't, huh? I don't he's on the 40 man yeah yeah well and so, then they they added tra- they i mean they've had this story about trevor Grote. he made the team now he pitched. He pitched last year for the Giants. Trevor Gott. Gott, yeah, Gott, yes. Trevor Gott. Yeah, he, he was on the. Uh, did he was on the Giants? I don't. He was I don't on know the Giants he, in 2020. He didn't pitch in the, yeah. like, in the big leagues last year. He was like yeah, supposed to be this closer. Had a bunch of hype. He has a career 501 ERA. Yeah. Um, not great. Um, not not really what you want. Um. But who knows, right? He has a whip of over one. It's one point three. 
that's I mean, re- re- reclamation project. I mean, yeah, no, I I, know. no, middle middle relief is is certainly important. However, in you can, it's all about getting outs, right? You have yeah. The council always says you have twenty seven outs, yes. and you know sometimes. Well, I'm going to contradict myself, but it's like sometimes maybe he isn't looking at the at the numbers, the 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 overall numbers. Well, I guess what they look what they look at um, in the dugout is individual matchups. That how how does this pitcher do against this hitter? And you know, so a guy could have a five and a half six ERA or something, but if he's you know if he's got if he's facing a guy who's um, you know, let's say, for example, um, uh, Marcelo Zuna's in the batter box, batter's box, and he's uh, one for nine in his career against Brent Suter, for example. Mm-hmm. They're going to go with Suter. So right. um, that is an, an, analytical and also, you know, ignores kind of the overall numbers as they bear out. No, which I think sure. baseball baseball tends to kind of, especially in a small market, they look at overall numbers, season long numbers. But I don't. I mean that that's what that's what's interesting about baseball. I mean, and that's what people don't like appreciate necessarily is all the games within the game um, that you that you have. I mean, watching a watching a big league at bat is is pretty pretty crazy stuff if you think about it. I mean, just just all the mind games that are being played. That's what that's what makes it interesting, especially like if you listen to podcasts from baseball players and stuff like that, and and content that from their perspective. I mean, it's really it's really interesting. Um, yeah, no. Now I'm just rambling. So no, 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 it's okay. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. I I agree, and I feel like you you definitely have like there. There's a lot there where you could you can make or break a season, and you, they'll fi- they'll figure it out. They always do. Um, I think that's the hard part, even though April games matter, you'd like to have those games back. And if you lose dumb ones, it's like, you can't necessarily get too high or you can't get too low. Like Mm -hmm. I obviously with the reviews, I got to rein myself in with baseball reviews early on. Like we can talk, have a conversation, be like, here's what happened. But I can't be like talking shit in the first, first half of the season, at least. No, if, it's if we if we sweep the Cubs, I gotta needle the Cubs. You know, I gotta sure. I gotta get under yeah. the skin a little bit. I where my bread is buttered. But if we have a random Tuesday win against the Pirates, <laughs> it's probably just hey, good game, cool, awesome. I uh, I can't wait for a Cubs fan to tell you to take a shower. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was a Vikings fan that told me to take a shower. I, know. I had a. I mean, look, I, I embrace, I embrace the hate, man. I'm not trying to like, I want to get under people's skin. I want people to get mad at me. I want people to have fun with it. Like that's, that's why we do the reviews. The reviews are, are there for the entertainment factor. Um, you know, I, I feel like as we go on with this thing, it's at some point, I think my wife's gonna have a conversation with me and be like, so You've been yelling into your phone for three years. It really hasn't amounted to anything. Like where, where do you see this end game going? Um, and that that will be a tough conversation. You know, we'll have to uh, we'll have to kind of nut up on that. But I mean, so maybe this is an important season for me as well. But I, um, yeah, I I will look forward to this season. I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I know. I know we've talked about a lot of these guys and I, I think it's just going to be a really good year. I don't know how people are picking this team to win the world series. Um, it, so you mentioned like their next step. So how important, I guess, as and this will transition us really nicely to our next topic, like how important is getting, getting to the world series? Oh, very important. I mean, the, the, the short answer, I mean, okay. you, so you are kind you, of like championship or bust despite like, the Dodgers being basically the evil empire of the West coast. Uh, I don't know. I mean, baseball so different. I don't know. It's oh like, yeah. No, like, look, I, I don't disagree. Like I, I think getting a championship would be a monumental thing for the Brewers. We've said it 
before on this podcast hundreds of times, but like a Brewers World Series run, whether they get there and finish it, would be almost I don't know, I'm not gonna say double because the Bucks thing was unlike anything I had seen in Milwaukee, but it would be on par and then maybe a little bit more intense um statewide. Let's just put it that way. Um, I think there would be just a ton of energy about it and it would really matter. That said, knowing the Dodgers are there, it's tough. It's just tough to like think I know baseball and to your point, it's weird. Like anything can happen. It's a sport that you can beat Goliath, but it's definitely not going to be easy. And especially with baseball who wants all their their major media markets to succeed and thrive. You think the fucking baseball wants the Brewers in the World Series? God, no. That's less than the Buc- right. people wanting the Bucks in there. They, you know, they want the Yankees Red Sox to be the World Series. They want Yankees White Sox as the World Series. Like, that's that's what they fucking crave, not Brewers, Brewers Blue Jays, well, you know? It would have to be, it would have to be Yankees Dodgers. I mean... I, I just the, the Yankees are the Yankees aren't that good. I'm just looking for teams that are good. That's no, what, that was right. but, that was kind of where yeah, I was I mean, where yeah. So and they they never get it ultimately. But I think that right. um, yeah, I'm sure Manfred would be doing car wheels if it was Yankees Red Sox and and then Dodgers Cubs and then yeah. you know basically pick two names out of a hat from there and again he's. You know, he's thrilled. I mean, getting having Atlanta beat the Dodgers was probably – I don't even remember who the Braves beat in the World Series off the top of my head. I can't Astros. So you would have had the rematch of the 2018, yeah. the 2018 cheating scandal between the Braves and Do- or the Dodgers and Astros who don't like each other. Which all. would have been would have been pretty, Massive. pretty sweet. It would have, yeah, it would have been big ratings. People would have cared. I think – once the Braves got in, I kind of checked out. I'll be honest; like I didn't watch a ton of the World yeah. Series because I was like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I just, like I think like people kind of are sick of the Astros, and then yes. um, you know Atlanta just for whatever reason, probably because they're in the South. You know, I think not having honestly, I think not having Acuna was kind of a factor. Like I don't know, Ronald Acuna is amazing to watch. But yeah. after that, it's kind of like, I don't know. And now they bring back Ozuna, who you mentioned, had the domestic violence thing. Like, not not ideal, right? I mean, Austin Riley's fun, but I'm not – I don't go out of my way to fucking watch Austin Riley. Let's just put it that way. Right. Um, and they yeah, don't really – Oh, go ahead. I'd say there's – I mean, I was thinking about how, like, with Major League Baseball kind of starting to finally – after all these years kind of lean into like guys playing with flair. Mm-hmm. I think that's, um, you know, Acuna certainly is, is a, a poster child for that. And oh, yeah. he's super fun to watch. And like, it almost seems like, I think it because baseball is such a kind of one-on-one sport. It kind of lends itself to um, stuff like that. Like, you know, bat flipping and stuff like that is, it's awesome. And you know, it <laughs> baseball needs a lot of help because they can't seem to help themselves. And yeah, you know, that's that's one way to um, build interest, I guess, and, and build discussion. And I, unfortunately, unfortunately, only the NFL is is immune to to negative press. So, um, you know, well, I mean, baseball. The just NFL, does- I, my point is the NFL has, has a lot of problems, but people yeah. people ignore it. I hear you. I, so much. Look, I hear you. But the NFL does such a good job with their product that they don't need to worry about it, that they can avoid it. Like the Deshaun yeah. Watson thing is going to be awkward for four weeks, and then everybody's not going to remember it. it it's It sucks. It sucks to say that. doesn't feel good. Well, but that's – It mean, happens. It, it happens with everything. Yeah. I, I Like, I'm not trying to, to denigrate. I'm not trying to – dismiss it but that's that's fucking how it goes with, with the nfl man and like i heard mark cuban today was say, talking to dan patrick about how if he was like not the owned a team because he's always been an interested in owning a baseball team owning the pirates actually um and he was like if i just could like have the keys to baseball like 
it baseball is built for the TikTok generation. He's like, you could do something where it's like live cut-ins to your favorite player. Like say you're a Shohei Otani fan, but you're in New York. Like you could go to just tune in for Shohei Otani at bats. And like, I, you think about that. And even if you did want to charge people for it, like you, people would pay for that. Right. If you're like, I can watch every Otani at bat and not, you know, that's all I want to watch is Otani. Cause it's all a star driven thing. It's just like basketball, like everything's star driven. And I thought it was funny. And we'll move to the box here. Someone called Nikola Jokic the Mike Trout of the NBA. And I fucking, I love that so much. Just guy going to put up stats every year, but be absolutely boring as fuck. Um, so I appreciated that. I wanted to hear your, your and thoughts also on that. Lose, that and also losing the first round. Right. Exactly. Just a perpetual loser who puts up big stats because he's, he does so many different things. Now his brothers are probably going to find this podcast and fucking kill me. Well, for the record, I don't mind it. Jokic, I, you know, he's not very fun to watch. He's very, very methodical, but uh, not very, not terribly athletic or anything like that. So, um, just sort of gets it done. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. There, there's stuff to like about Jokic, but I, I'm not like, I'm not entirely, entirely too big on the Joker. Um, so it's just – I just be annoyed if he gets the MVP over Giannis or Embiid. I get the Embiid side. I don't get the the Jokic thing at all. It's just like, oh, he had injuries. I'm like, Giannis played without Brook Lopez for how long this season? No one seems to bring that up. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Jokic is dragging that, that fucking graveyard of a team. I know. I get it. But I'm there just, are 60 – they're six seed. They're not like if they were top four in the in the West, I'd be like, yeah, no question. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's all you look at it. Everybody's gonna have a different take on the MVP. They're probably those takes have already probably been sort of you know in the in sort of the filter and everything like that. But you know, it is what it is. Speaking of the the takes, the Milwaukee Bucks are playing the Boston Celtics tonight. Um, pretty much will decide who gets the two or the three. I guess if there is a three-way tie between the Sixers, the Celtics, and the Bucks, the Bucks would end up getting the three seed with that, which has been play. Definitely possible that they all tie. The Bucks would get the three seed there. And I think they'd be okay with that because they'd probably probably the Bulls. And I don't think anybody would be uh mad about playing the Bulls right now in the playoffs because they are they are not good. Um, they are yeah. they are struggling. But the Bucks won a championship last year, and would it be, I guess, should it still be championship or bust for the fan base, or do you think people need to like, hey, it's really kind of hard to win two two championships? Like, where where do you set expectations for when disappointment sets in? I guess for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, man, I think it is championship or bust, mm-hmm. okay. but you know just because why not like who's 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 better than the bucks not many my man and i know that yeah Stephen a smith or somebody like that he'll come up with six different teams <laughs> but um by the way real quick i noticed they're having mad dog russo on first take yes with Stephen a talk about two people who can scream at each other i mean that's it's perfect that is just, it's absolutely perfect it's it's so well, good I watched a clip on YouTube. They're talking about the NBA and it's like, I feel like I got dumber watching it, but uh, it's just like, I, it's our, just, our friend of the program is not going to be happy with you. If you know that um, he's going to Stephen A. Smith's probably at least 50 and yeah. mad dogs probably at least 60. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's bringing up teams from the seventies and shit. It's just like, Oh my God. But um, yeah. So, what was I saying now? So yeah, who's better than the Bucks? I mean, that's a good point. It, it, it would be, it will be disappointing if they don't. Um, but as you said, I mean, it's it's tough, and, and I think that winning it last year certainly takes pressure off. Um, and you hope that works in a positive way, um, you know, because and, and I think like. 
there there but there is some pressure still though because oh 100 yeah um you can win one but i think in order to get into the next echelon especially for Giannis, and you're talking about the greats um you got to win more than one i mean you just have to yep, yep. you know I, yep. I can't pull one out of because i would say i can't pull one off the top of my head you know who's got one championship you know uh, an all-time great because the nba has been such a dynasty heavy uh history for the last 50 years i mean Dirk. Dirk you would know, be the Dirk would be the example. Right? Dirk Dirk would be, but Dirk, you know, Dirk is is a his book is closed, and he got one late in the game. Right. You know, Giannis Giannis gets one pretty early. You know, you could if he doesn't win another one and he plays ten or yeah. fifteen more years. It's fucking Aaron I mean, Rodgers. It, it, it's Aaron Rodgers all over again, but it's almost worse in a lot of ways. It's it's well, the yeah. same. It's the same conversation, so, but it's worse. Right. It, it's yeah. because of what you said and like it's really easy to repeat. If you have the best guy on the floor, there is a good chance that you can repeat as champions. We've seen it time and again. Saw with the Warriors in 2020, in 2007 and 2018, or 2017 and 2018, excuse me. But like, there have been repeat champions all over the place. Lakers won two back-to-back in 09 and 2010. The Lakers three-peated. Um, you know, the Houston Rockets, went back to back. Lakers also went back to back in the eighties. Uh, the Pistons went back to back. the Bulls, of course, like there are countless examples of this. The heat went back to back in 2013, 2012 and 2013. Like, it's just like, it's not that difficult to go back to back. And maybe that furthers your point about why it should be championship or bust is because it seems like it doesn't happen that often Besides the Spurs, I think the Spurs are the only real example of this where you see a situation where a team, you know, might win a championship one year and then they don't win it the next year and they come back and win a championship. Like the Spurs 2003 to 2007, they win three titles, but they never went back to back with those. They only won one title. They never won consecutive titles with the Spurs. Yeah. And their, four, their four titles, which is crazy. They only went well, back, and, back to back in in thirteen and fourteen, and the Spurs were good for fifteen years. I mean, that's yeah, right. That's the thing is like they had kind of multiple versions of a dynasty. It, yes. that's what's so impressive. And I, I, you know, I've always, I've often compared the Bucks to this to the Spurs, and just because of the fact, you know, I mean, Coach Bud comes from the Coach Pop tree, and um they're not very flashy. Now I, I don't think that they play nearly as smart as the Spurs. No. Uh, uh, God, fuck, they're dumb. But, um, you know, it, it, it could be a thing where they, they could very well be, I mean, they're going to be competitive as long as they have Giannis. I mean, they're going to be and um, you know, knock on wood and everything like that, but we should be looking at 12 more years of Giannis. I mean, mm-hmm. hopefully. And as long as they have him with 10 more good years, I think that they're, they're just fine. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's not championship or bust this year, but yeah, I sure tell, expect them to get, to get to like, <laughs> if they don't, if they don't get to the Eastern conference finals, that's, that's a disappointment. Yeah, um, no, I, I think it's at least at Eastern conference finals, I think the other point to make about the championship or bust is the fact that, there really isn't anybody, as you said at the open, who's better than the Bucks. There's no one really that's fucking with us right now. And if you miss this opportunity, if you miss this opportunity before another team becomes like the Bucks and challenges the Bucks on a regular basis, like that is a major miss. Like get your championships now. You know, maybe next year they figure out their shit in Philadelphia. Maybe Boston gets better with Tatum and Brown just continuing to get older and wiser. And all of a sudden Boston becomes this juggernaut. Maybe they add a couple guys, right? Um, Phoenix or not Phoenix, throw Phoenix out, but like Memphis or the young guys for the Warriors start emerging. And all of a sudden, like the Warriors are something again, like you don't want to miss that opportunity. We worried in 2020 that the Bucks missed that opportunity with Durant coming back. And we're like, the East is going to get better and all this other shit. And the Bucs won a title, which was amazing. And they got it done. But I think you, there is something to your point about 
that we might need to get one just so we have that second one banked. Now, you don't want to rest on your laurels, and Giannis won't, but it's definitely something where this is a good year to take advantage of it. And I think a lot of Bucks fans want to win another one just to shut people up. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of fluke titles. There's a lot of foot-on-the-line bullshit. I think because the NBA is so internet-heavy that we don't necessarily look at the idea that Things like this happen every playoffs. There are little breaks, things like that. Yeah, they they get forgotten. You know the the Spurs. I don't know if it was the year they won the championship, but like the Suns come off the bench in that that Spurs series for that huge fight, and multiple prominent Suns players get suspended for Game Six, and the Suns lose that series. And it's like, okay, did, does anyone talk about that when they say? The Spurs got lucky or anything like that. I don't think they won a championship, but still, like, how is that not brought up, right? Or just other moments in time. They're always there. And I think it's just magnified because of how the NBA does social media. Yeah. I mean, that's not the league's fault, I guess, necessarily. But it, it no. is, you know, people, people tend to, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've talked about it a lot. I mean, it's just. It's 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 big on Twitter. I'll say that. And you know, if you're not one of people like us who live on Twitter, then you don't really get it. But no, I think it's, that it's, that's that's where a lot of the that's where a lot of the noise comes from. Yeah, absolutely. Just no. like that no was, question that about we're complaining it. Yeah. about right now. No, I know. You see all this, see all the bullshit on Twitter, and then it's it's just you know, it, it, it's not just Twitter though. I mean, it's no, like it's not. I. I did a TikTok about JJ Reddick and his Giannis comments. And I have people in my comments are like, oh, JJ Reddick's right, or he's a good analyst. I'm like, fuck off. Like, you're wrong. Like, it's just, I think there's so many bad basketball takes too. I just well, think there are. It's, I, it's true. It's like you you have Stephen A. Smith, who, you know, that those shows are made made so they can, you know, cut viral clips and yeah, out of them and stuff like that. That's that's half the reason they do those shows. And but like they say stuff that's just wrong, and like, yeah. it, like Mike Greenberg, the like I've been yeah, well the, like and I, I've, I've I've been picking on Reggie Miller for like just like his surface level shit. It's like, bro, these takes are three or four years old. Yeah, like, I don't know it, it's how a, Reggie it's total how, misinformation. How a, how a producer doesn't get in Reggie's ear and like, hey, dude, like here's what Giannis has been doing. Like, we need to kind of work on a different angle that you take with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like, you can't just keep getting hung up on this. Right. Um, I had something for you about about this that I was going to ask. Greenberg. I, no, no, no. Greenberg's been talked to. Oh, well, I so I had this take. I usually hate double dipping into, like, what I did for Daily Tap the day before. But, like, what do you think? The, do you think the NBA is going to move on from LeBron? Or do you think it's just going to be this slow drip and that they're never going to get off of LeBron's teeth? Well, they have a good opportunity now. With That's LeBron, why, yeah, but, uh, that was my podcast segment. Like, I was like, this is your year to just completely say, fuck LeBron. And, like, after this week, not, <laughs> like, radio silence about LeBron. Maybe not radio silence, but, like, try to find other needle makers. Like, LeBron, Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, in no order whatsoever. Those are the guys that move the needle right now. You have to find another needle maker. And be, and it what maybe it's Joel Embiid because the way Joel Embiid carries himself, the way he acts, maybe that's enough to kind of move the needle. And he's dramatic and he's on social media and subtweets. Like that's not Giannis, right? It's not Jokic. John Morant a little bit. Um, ja kind of does that, but for Ja See, to but be Ja's in, in a Ja's in a small market too, though. So totally. And Ja, I mean, and Ja won't get that won't get that sort of love until he's done it a few times. That's the weird thing about the NBA. No one respects you on the first or second time through. It's that third or fourth time where everyone's like, oh, you could be good. Yeah. Unless it's Ja Morant against Giannis, then it's, yeah. yeah then it's, go. uh, <laughs> watch what he does, you know, or whatever right. Stephen A. Right. Stephen A had nothing. Hello. Oh, Giannis is, Giannis is Giannis, but, <laughs> but, but Ja Morant. What did he say? Ja Morant. I don't, I, I don't know what I'm going to get with John Morant. Like, yeah, uh, I know you don't. That's yeah. the point. Right. 
Um, also, too, would there be anything funnier as we figure out, and I'll ask for your prediction uh, here in a second, but would there be any funnier than the Phoenix Suns having to play the Los Angeles Clippers with now Paul George and Norman Powell and maybe Kawhi Leonard? It would. Uh, I don't know. I mean, why is it I think funny? The Clippers, I think the Clippers <laughs> could beat them. Like, I think the Clippers could win that series. I maybe even you don't. Ty Lue. Ty Lue no. is in, oh yeah, you hate Ty Lue. That's right. I forget this. You you hate Ty Lue. I think it's Murph's fault that you hate Ty Lue. I don't understand. I don't understand why you hate the Suns. I, I don't hate uh, Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul is a con. Like, I'm sorry. That's a word we don't use. Okay, in this podcast, well, that's fine, but, but like it's they have such a good sporting cast. Yeah, I don't know. They they do. You're right, but Chris Paul is a choke artist. I've seen this in sports for my entire generation. There are guys yeah. that just choke. I'm sorry. I, well, I don't he, see him losing in the first round. I'm sorry. Probably not. Probably not. But I will. I will say this though: Chris Paul doesn't want the Warriors hanging around in the second round. If there's one team that is his kryptonite that he wants to win against, Andrew Bogut talked about it with Ryan Rosillo last week. Like, it's real. Like the Steph Curry, like Chris Paul rivalry is a real fucking rivalry. Steph Curry does not like Chris Paul. I don't think Chris Paul like doesn't like Steph Curry, but uh, Curry did not like that Chris Paul like tried to bring him under his wing and be like little brother type shit. That was not that did not fly well with uh, Mr. Curry. Hmm. Fun wow. little fun little fact. Okay, before we go to the Packers, what seed do you think the Bucks are getting, and who are they playing? Oh man. I think they probably end up as the as the three. I just because you've got Boston tonight. Yep. In in a just a gigantic game. Yes. Um, Boston is on a back to back though. I just put yep. that together. Yep. Um, and Detroit. I don't know what they're gonna do there. Well, um, they got blown out by the Mavericks tonight, so it finally might be time for no, Detroit I know, to but, think. But are the are the Bucks going to punt one more? Yeah, I don't know. They shouldn't, and I don't think they should either. But I don't think they ever should, and they always do. So, um, I don't know. It just would be nice to not rest. Well, if you're going to rest one, you might as well rest them all. But I, I think that they, I I think it depends on how it goes against Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think if you get another hard fought close victory you're probably gonna rest i i don't know i don't know if you can't afford it i mean you you can't afford it i mean i think i think you want to play for the for the best seed you can get because let me tell you brooklyn brooklyn's looking pretty uh pretty mortal yeah uh, they're point. they're in a fight I, with I, the I, knicks team that has does not have julius randall mitchell robinson Derek rose Derek. that's that's sad you know you jericho sims playing meaningful minutes you know when's the last time you had a Jericho Sims thought. I, I'll tell you, right. never. I think never. maybe it's maybe it's the fact that the Bucks beat them last week, but I'm starting to I'm starting to come on that train a little bit of why are we afraid of Brooklyn? Now, yeah. I guess I'm I'm not going to go out of my way to avoid Kevin Durant, yeah. but um, I I'd, I'd rather not see it. I guess. Uh, I mean, it, and he, he's the whole reason that everyone's afraid of the Nets. Well, right. It's the same corollary with the Toronto Raptors. It's like, look, I think we beat the Raptors, but would, would it be fun? No. It'd be a little root canal. It would be a I don't fight. See, I do not want to see Toronto. That's yeah. That's the opposite of what's good. No. I, would, I don't know. I, 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 don't think, I don't think they beat the Bucks four times. No, but it's, but, it's a six or seven game series. I I totally would be floored if the Bucs won in five or four against the Raptors. Just this. Yeah. Their fan base, another fan base I'd cancel. Um, you know, their fan base is a bunch of assholes. They're loud and rowdy. You know, whatever. I don't know, man. It would be it'd be something else. But at least all our guys can play. Matisse Thibel could not play in uh, Toronto tomorrow, by the way. They're unavailable. AKA, yep. my man's not vaccinated. So... What are you gonna do? It's not not ideal for old Matisse there. Um, but you know, 
it's here nor there. Not here to talk to you about the vaccination. All right, moving on to the, so yeah, you said three seed. I should probably give my pick. I, I will align with three seed. Bucks Bulls um, round one is what I think will happen. And that will uh, be interesting. And we'll see. You know what? I'm going to say two. I'm going to say two. Fuck it. Fuck it. I think, I think, <laughs> I think, I think they beat, they beat Boston. They beat Detroit. I, I, and then, they, and then, and then Cleveland's in a free fall. Yeah, I do. I kind of do think they want to give it to Boston the old country way. And I think the other thing to keep in mind about the Celtics, they have really struggled in close games. Even after this like stretch of games where they've been awesome, they have really struggled in close games. Like four for 16, four and 16 in games decided by less than five points. So would we have the tiebreaker over Boston? I don't know because so I was looking at that. It's they're really close. Like they are so they're tied in the season series if the Bucs were to win. They're right around the same amount of losses when it comes to division. And then I think it goes to Western Conference and they're at the same amount of losses too. Now Boston plays uh Memphis to finish off the year. So they would add another Western game, but I would assume Memphis is sitting everybody because they're at a two seed already. They don't have anything to play for. But yeah, so the Bucks right, yeah, the Bucks right now have a or I'll expand it out here. Okay. So yeah, the Bucks right now against the East are 31 and 18. Celtics are 32 and 18, gonna go to 33 and 18. So the Bucks win that game, then they do actually have the tiebreaker over Boston for the Eastern Conference. Albeit it, the Bucks don't lose to Cleveland or Detroit. They would then have the tiebreaker over Boston. So then, yes, they would get the two seed. There we go. Figured it out. Hmm. But if they were to um, lose, then it but they were to lose, then it gets weird because they're 18 and 12 in the West, and the uh, Celtics would tie that if they were to beat the Memphis Grizzlies. So then I don't know where you go from tiebreakers after that. That's like the third tiebreaker. So we'll see. No, that's that's crazy. Yeah, so I'll say two seed. God, the Bulls, man, just, jeez, damn, embarrassing. By the way, I, I just I just realized I was watching the game, uh, the Brooklyn New York game on on delay or on the, you know, when you flip back to YouTube yeah. TV, it picks up right where you left off. Right. Yeah. Now it's like tied with seven minutes left. Right. Yeah. 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 That's why I mentioned. I was like, yeah, Knicks are close. Jericho Sims by stock now. Um, okay, let's talk about the Packers quick, and then we'll uh, ride out of here. Um, so draft is in two weeks, um, three weeks. Some some rumors are springing up about Murph and I potentially doing a couple draft podcasts. Um, I can't confirm or deny those reports. Um, they're just still, still some finer details in the contract to work out. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, you know, it's always a hassle with that guy. Uh, but uh, what I wanted to know, I was thinking of like a full segment and I'll try to maybe come up with a segment, but like you are a man who likes to watch the world burn when it comes to sports. I think it's the sports radio and you, and you're like, what would drive fans absolutely absurd? So originally I thought like, would a Packer draft pick be more like world burning than the Bucs losing in the first round? But I just realized that's too easy. It'll be the Bucs, even, even though the Packers could do many a wrong things. But so then I just boiled it down to the Green Bay Packers. And what what would be the thing? And we'll exclude quarterback. <laughs> if you want to do quarterback. Uh, you uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. It'd be, no, that's fine. That's fine. I can it, I could probably come up with something else. Excluding quarterback, like what would be the one thing if people just absolutely lose their shit in the in, for the first, the 22nd and the 28th pick? on Thursday or on Friday morning, driving into work? Well, I think everybody wants a receiver. Yes. Um, so I think if, if they don't get a receiver in one of those two picks, people are going to be, it's going to be last year all over. Yeah. Uh, right. Or two, years that, two years ago. Two years ago. ago. Two years yeah. ago. Well, that was, that was actually, there was significantly. Yeah. There's a but, lot more to that, but yes, it, it was, it gets all forgotten. All the guys after Jordan Love were complete trash. It, you know, it gets all buried. Well, that's not people, true. No, they, they were. The next five draft picks sucked. Michael Pittman? I don't think Pittman was next five. I'm going to have to check this. Uh, he was like the first pick of the second round. 
Yeah. The next five guys absolutely fucking blew in that draft. Okay, so the so, so the seventh guy was the seventh guy after him was is pretty decent. Yeah. What about but, T. Higgins? Yeah. T. Higgins is good. Okay. I yeah, you're right. Okay, so let's see. So it was Michael Pittman Jr. Michael Michael Pittman's good. Okay, this is the Savage draft. So it was 2020 when they did this. That was the COVID one with Roger Goodell on his couch. Right. Where where they had where they had all these all the there was a good receiver class. Okay. And all right. They didn't take anybody. Well, they, okay. So the next the draft picks after that, Jordan Brooks stinks. Patrick Queen trash. Isaiah Wilson out of the league. Noah Imbo Jamie not even gonna, that was bad butcher. Um, who knows? If I can't even pronounce your name, you're probably not in the league. Jeff Gladney beat up his girlfriend. He's out of the league. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, jury's still out. Then, yeah, Higgins, Pittman, DeAndre Swift, um, Kyle Duggar um, was a good draft pick, too, from the Patriots. Those were those were all good picks. Like, I'm not – Jonathan Taylor was picked 41st. I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going over Jonathan Taylor is an all-time bad thing by the Chiefs. Like, that doesn't get talked about enough. Like, Jonathan yeah. Taylor went after <clears throat> Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just because well, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had a good turn – had a good uh, – NCAA uh, championship game. I will say, I'll, I'll ask you this though. Yeah. Would Jonathan Taylor fit in that system? Probably not. I mean, he's just not going to be. Yeah. Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Taylor's uh, 30 carries a game, just absolute wear you down type back. And I think Edwards Allaire is much more of a fit for yes, the kind of he's finesse, more finesse of a, Kansas, he, Kansas City. Everyone thought that, yeah, everyone thought that Edwards Allaire would be basically the Brian Westbrook of this generation. And yeah. has not lived up to that. He, so yes, he kind of uh, he was, but he he was banged eh. up last year. I don't know. He's he. I yeah, don't know. This time, this time last year, he was like a, a first round fantasy I, pick. I know, I know. Look, I think you'll get great value on Clyde Edwards Slayer this year, but you know, a little fantasy there. But no, no back. Not saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I get it. So yes, if they if they did something like this, I'll put this scenario out there. This would burn. If they traded Jordan Love two weeks before the or like right now, next week, they trade Jordan Love to Atlanta. They get third round pick, fourth round pick. Everyone's like, okay, here we fucking go. We're we're real, we're loading up, getting a bunch of talent. And then they draft Desmond Ritter with the 22nd pick. That would be <laughs> all fucking time. I I would not even be mad. He's an athlete. Goody likes athletes, you know. Um, no, and, and as long as they don't trade up for him, I mean, yeah. I, I, that's where I think that's where dude. the frustration with Jordan Love pick comes but, in. Comes in that's because the, they just... But my my whole fucking point, Mitch, is that nobody else in that first round was good. They all sucked. Yeah, to, they didn't have like people kill me. My friends kill me about this all the time. You see it in the group chat. It's like they did not have another guy graded out as a first round player, and that's why they didn't reach for T. Higgins. That's why they didn't reach. For Michael Pittman, they didn't think they were first-round players. And that matters with contracts, all that other bullshit, but it's fine. So, anyways, yes, I think that would burn a great – I also um, – friend of the program, I asked Murph, I said what – because we were talking about the Masters, and I was like, what, what would be your answer? He's like, oh, drafting a cornerback from, from Washington and saying he was going to be a safety. Because there's a Washington cornerback athlete that's available and be yeah. like oh we're doing this kevin king thing all over again i was thinking that like a like a corner or running back i mean yeah you're pretty good at running back next going into the next year i mean yeah. and you really aren't that wide receiver you know you can never have enough edge rushers um i, I think o-line d-line um with one of those picks is fine. Uh, trading up the, with those two picks to get, I mean, if shit, if you're, holy fuck, in football, if you traded, what do they have, 22, 28? You could, you could probably go get in the top 10, right? Yeah. yeah. Actually, that would be another world-burning thing. What if they go up into the top 10, get like Evan Neal from Alabama because he slips, and they don't draft the wide, they don't draft like Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave. I would think I would I would praise the Packers for doing it, but you know, pinheads would just lose their shit. I was I was gonna say like that actually wouldn't be the worst. 
Um, but you're right. People would be people would the, be angry. I the mean, casuals would hate it, but the the people who actually watch football would understand that that was a that was a hell of a move by Green Bay. If they were to do that, I I think that the, the devil on my shoulder though would say, you know, can you just once get a fucking playmaker? Oh, I, I hear mean, you. I I just I think there are a lot of playmakers in this draft. Like I think George Pickens is going to be there in the second round. I think. Uh, Tyre Quee Thornton, who they had in for a visit. I did a rant about how visits are bullshit, but I won't revisit. Um, he's another guy that's there. Like, they have abilities to get playmakers throughout this draft. I hear you. They do it more in a methodical way, in a boring way. That's not that exciting. Now, they could draft the uh, kid from from the Gophers, Boa Mathay or Mabe, who's just like a complete freak, who has like the Rashawn Gary vibes to him that's an edge rusher. They do need edge rushers. Like you can't like, I think what, and we'll probably talk about this. When we get closer to the draft. You can't have blinders of the other like needs for the Packers. You can't just ignore those and say, well, it's receiver or bust. It's not receiver or bust. Just isn't. It's never that way. Another thing that I think could have. I, like, I definitely think you should take one like in the first two rounds. Oh yeah. I'm not disagreeing with that. They, if they come away after Friday without a receiver, it's world war three. It's, it's like, okay. You had a plan, you keep touting your plan, and where's the plan coming? What, what's what's going to happen here, Mark? Because Mark Murphy and Gunakus both said it as much. So we'll see, man. It'll be, it'll be interesting. The last thing that I'd have from a world-burning perspective would be if the Bears move up and back into the first round and trade for Chris Olave to give Justin Fields his teammate from uh, Ohio State. Well, because then you'd have a Justin Jefferson scenario. Oh, 100%. Pretty much. Yeah. Where, it, you know, there's a guy that – there's a receiver that everybody kind of hones in on. Yeah. And then he goes he goes to the to the rival and, yeah. um, you know, it kind of seems like a like a sure thing, as sure of a thing as a late first-round pick would be. Yeah. Um, my, I have a question about, like, Olave. Like, it seems yeah. like everybody loves that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, at what point does he maybe move up to, like, you know, uh, maybe middle of first round projection? Bro, like, he's he's he met with the Jets. Like, the Jets are picking 10th. You right. know, there were, I mean, I, I, the guy, that mock draft that I saw from Pro Football Focus, I apologize, I don't know his name, um, who had like Olave going, going like 15th, and it was the Bears trading. But then he had like Packers taking Christian Watson, another guy that a lot of people like from North Dakota State at 22. And it's like he had receivers going really high. So it could be a situation like that where the Packers might have to break some draft rules and say, we need a receiver and receivers are flying off the board. And we didn't draft, we didn't get high enough. So who knows? I, I don't know. I'm also, just as we're talking about receivers, I'm kind of out on the idea of DK Metcalf to the Packers. I know a lot of people like that. I'm kind of out on it. Like he has a year left on his contract. He's going to get a big deal. Every receiver is getting paid. There's no way any of these receivers are looking at what Stephon Diggs just got. What, um, who is it? Tyreek Hill got, there was someone else who got paid as well. And it's like, there's no way. Yeah. With Vontae. There's no way that like these guys aren't looking at that and saying, well, my payday is coming. So like, why go through the bullshit again with DK Metcalf next year? No thanks. Uh, I would say the only real argument would be that he's significantly younger than Devontae. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, because there's you know there's a lot of takes like 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 that where it's why would you trade all that shit and then end up just paying Metcalf what you should have paid Devontae anyway? Yeah. But. Yeah, as we talked about last week or a couple of weeks ago, I mean, DK is like twenty-five. Yeah. So same, same with. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. No. I'm not saying that I that I agree or disagree with you. I just, you know, playing devil's advocate. No, I hear you. Same with AJ Brown. If AJ Brown's available, but I don't believe that. Um, but AJ no. Brown, me, I think is a harder one to get on board with because he's a little more injury prone. Um, guy can't really stay on the field, so I'm I'm a little has more hesitant on AJ Brown than I'm DK Metcalf for talking old miss wide receivers. All right, that should probably wrap us up for today. Back tomorrow with the daily tap, we'll have a 
reaction after Buck Celtics, hopefully instant. Um, maybe not as drunk as we were last last Thursday. We'll try to uh, – or maybe you we will be. What? You were. Yeah, you were sober. I was not. Um, but, you know, it'll happen. Just didn't say anything regrettable. It's fine. Um, life happens. So I'll probably have a few pops as well. Last day of the day job. So, you know, definitely probably going to loosen her up a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. Wow. Before. You get the you get the long weekend. Yeah. Yep. But I sure probably took a week off before the next day job starts. But, you know, your boy's a fucking idiot. So that's that's OK. Well, um, that was me, too. So don't worry about it. it happened. Well, glad we're in the, same... the money you'll have. Yes. Thank you, Mitch. Uh, good reminder. <laughs> glad I'm glad we're in the same boat. I'm glad I'm in that boat with you. Um, if any boat I can be in, I'm glad I'm there. All right. That does it. Uh, we will talk to you guys tomorrow and we'll uh, see you next week. Special guests, Shake Ann, join us for playoff basketball takes. Um, we'll we'll yeah. be excited. We'll look forward to that. And a third man. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Yeah. But, I, oh, real quick. Sorry. I know we got to go. I'm, I will, Nance not saying Rock Chalk comeback. Like, what a fucking miss by Jim Nance. Like, that. That is a premier Jim Nance-ism, and he just missed it. He couldn't believe it. Yeah. It's like watching your heroes I, die. I didn't even uh, – well, never mind. You were, like, probably half asleep by then. You're, you're getting used to being up late now. I went to I went to bed at halftime because oh. that fucking game started so goddamn late. And then oh, I yeah, like, you and every other the big Jays. Yeah. And then <laughs> – what a revelation! I, uh, started seeing on Twitter that it that it was getting close, and I saw I was just watching watching the uh, the score bug on my phone. What a story to add the podcast! That's amazing. You didn't like go on YouTube TV on your fuck. phone. What? I I I don't have YouTube TV on my phone. Oh, you got to get it. It's great. It's great to like. Uh, it's perfect. I, I, I understand that. I understand that, but uh, there's oh. things that there's certain issues okay. that, that, that yeah. are that are addressing that. So, yeah. no worries. All right. Well, what a way to finish the podcast. I I'm lucky that. I have it on my TV, let, hey. let alone my phone. Hey. So. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Any means necessary, my, my man. All right. All right. We got to go. Take care of yourselves. Have a good one. We'll talk tomorrow. See ya. Peace.